Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the Managing Director of Business of Cannabis. Welcome back to the Cannabis Daily Show for Tuesday, February 8th. For those that are new to Business of Cannabis since 2017, we've highlighted the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the cannabis industry. And that's what we look to do here every day. Following the rundown of our key stories, we'll get to our BFC Live segment, where we'll be joined today by Katie Pringle. She's the co-founder of Marigold Marketing and PR. We're going to be talking about Tender, Bud Tender Insights, and Bud Tender Appreciation Week coming up in March. We love to hear from you in the comments, and always feel free to visit us at businessofcannabis.com, as well as through all of our social channels, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And please, subscribe to our YouTube channel right there. If you're watching on somewhere other than YouTube, please go to YouTube and subscribe there. Two event updates. March 10th will be in New York for Business of Cannabis New York Sessions. We'll be connecting social equity licensees with capital. It's a program presented by Leafly and Vicente Setterberg, so please join us there. On April 6th, we'll be in Miami for Business of Cannabis Miami, where we'll be talking cannabis, retail, tech, design, and data. So more information in the links below. For today's stories, you can smoke it while you watch the game, but weed advertisements are a no-go during the Super Bowl. Canadian cannabis market shares may surprise you. Leafly has officially started trading on NASDAQ. And consumption is up, but stocks keep falling in the U.S. For our first story, you can have a Super Bowl on Sunday, but you can't have a Super Bowl with it. Well, you can, but you can't see an advertisement uh, for it. So, in a new ad spot by Weed Maps, Broccoli, get a broccoli, a life-size head of broccoli, can't catch a break everywhere he goes. Colleagues and acquaintances make immature jokes about how high he must be or how much he probably loves cannabis. Quote, the brand created the walking, talking veggie as the star of its own short film to make a point about censorship and cannabis marketing. This according to Adweek. Executive chose the timing strategically dropping the 90-second spot just ahead of the Super Bowl, but also on the day that Leafly, a competitor, went public on NASDAQ. So we'll get to that story in a bit. Weedmap says they're not being permitted to run the ad highlights, uh, a double standard in advertising where all the other advertising or a lot of it is brought to you by alcohol companies. For our second story, Hexo, Oxley, and Village Farms are in the top three spots when it comes to market share in Alberta, BC, and Ontario, and Saskatchewan between November 2021 and January of this year. This according to data compiled by Stifle and Headset and shared by MJ Biz Daily Editor Matt Lamers on Twitter. Here's some uh, details. Hexo, which recently acquired ReadyCan, 48 North, and Zenibus, has 10.3% market share. Oxley, with brands like Back 40, Colab, and Foray, has 77.5%. Village Farm, really known for its pink Kush strain by Pure Sun Farms, has 7.1% of the market share. Tilray, Canopy, and OGI, Organogram, have 7%, 6.7%, and 5.9%, respectively. Quote, Tilray, Canopy, and Aurora, all of which were described as the biggest cannabis company in the world at various points over the past few years, are now outside of the top three in Canada by market share, at least according to this analysis. That's a tweet by Matt Lamers, to which he added, remarkable. For our third story, call back to our first story. Well, Leafly has officially started trading on the NASDAQ under the timber ticker symbol LFLY as of yesterday via SPAC with Merida Capital Holdings, according to a release posted on New Cannabis Ventures. Now, in the past year, Leafly has accelerated revenue growth and gross margin, introduced new features for brands and subscribers, updated its iPhone and iPad apps with online ordering capabilities, and made strategic hires 
bolstering its executive team, quote, backed by substantial funding, tremendous advancement in cannabis legalization and e-commerce tailwinds. We are relentlessly focused on investing in our technology, talent and content to execute our growth strategy and create value for all shareholders, stakeholders rather. That is according to CEO Yoko Miyashida in a statement. They were also our uh, headline sponsor in New York in September, but also um, a, a sponsor of ours in, uh, in Miami in a few months. For our final story, soaring consumption rates, quintupling revenues, and increasing demand for regulated cannabis still hasn't buoyed cannabis stocks, which have fallen significantly since U.S. President Joe Biden was elected uh, this in a Financial Times story. The total world market for medical and recreational cannabis hit $37 billion in 2020, according to Prohibition Partners. Whereas in 2014, regulated sales in the U.S. were less than $100 million, that according to Viridian Capital. The average U.S.-listed cannabis stock is down by more than a third since early 2021, and the cannabis Canadian Cannabis Index is down by about 50% since early 2021. Those are the stories we're watching today. Join 10,000 others and catch all these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7 a.m. with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Coming up on our B of C Live segment, a conversation with Katie Pringle. She's the co-founder of Marigold Marketing and PR. We're talking to Katie about Tether, a platform that connects the industry to bud tenders, as well as help the bud tenders connect to their ever-growing community. This is a conversation with Katie Pringle. Katie Pringle, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's nice to see you someday at some point soon. We'll see each other in person, probably, I hope, because that would be nice. We used to do yeah. like uh, maybe once a year or twice a year lunch in um, Oakville together. I'd like to get yeah. back to that. If you're into me it, I'm, I'd like to do that again. Me too. Yeah, sounds good. Someday soon. But that's not why we're talking today. Although if you want to make a plan, we can set it on the calendar now. But um, I want to talk about... Um, uh, you guys are doing work on the bud tender front, which I love. I want to talk about Tether. I want to talk about what you're learning from uh, bud tenders. I want to talk about Bud Tender Appreciation Week. Can we do all those things? We definitely can. That's Good. great. Let's start with Tether and what that is and then what you guys have built and put together. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. So early last year, um, we really dug in on sort of the retailer and bud tender front and started really having a lot of great conversations and trying to figure out the gap, right? Because there didn't seem to be a lot of opportunities for brands um, to engage with bud tenders um, kind of ag agnostically outside of sort of different retail banners. A lot of retailers doing a great job um, with their own staff and their own team and product development. Um, product knowledge, but there didn't seem to be a ton of other opportunities. And so last summer we launched Tether um, and we look at it as a community for bud tenders. Our focus is really around creating really fun events. Um, we launched in Edmonton with a bud tender gathering. It sold out really quickly. We worked with Parkland Flower and Viridis and um, it was a really amazing opportunity, um, which really um, was the beginning of us starting to gather a little bit more knowledge. And so our next uh, initiative with Tether was a survey that we conducted in the fall with over uh, 300 bud tenders. And what are bud tenders saying? Like, this is like people be waiting with bated breath. What are they saying? What are they saying? So, you know, 
it, it was really interesting because it's a few kind of key arenas came out in the survey. And so we're actually going to be presenting the survey on Wednesday, February 9th um, uh, on Marigold Live, which we'll share the recording after as well. Amazing. Uh, but kind of the three areas that came out is that they're really looking for education through experience. They're looking for industry advancement and community engagement. Um, so those kind of three areas we thought were some amazing nuggets. Like, I think uh, a lot of the sales agencies have been doing an amazing job putting out product knowledge and marketing material and visiting bud tenders. Um, but what they're really telling us is they want, they want brand experiences. They want to go to parties. They want, um, you know, farm gate tours. They want cultivation tours. And so we really think that opens the opportunities for brands to find real authentic memorable ways um, to engage with the people at the forefront of all the decision-making. <laughs> yeah, consumer. it's funny because we talk to brands a lot about, you know, creating unique stories around the brand that is compelling so a bud tender can make that case to a, to a consumer when they come in the store. Yeah. I think your point, like there is a gap between like, what can we do for that bud tender to make that not just a story they could tell, but actually an experience that they have and then tell a story that is really even a, even a deeper connection because it is so important that connection between bud tender consumer and bud tender representing the brands. And like, I can only assume that they feel that because they are fielding literally every question from consumer. For sure. And they told us as well that consumer feedback is part of what is helping their recommendations. So it really is a two-way street in terms of the dialogue between the bud tender and the consumer. Um, you know, the number one way they want to get to know brands is through sampling. I don't think that's any secret. I know it is not without its challenges, um, you know, including if retailers want to do that for their bud tenders, it's a high cost for them. Um, so, you know, they are looking for ways to um, build a lot of uh, preference that they, uh, they can then pass on to consumers. They, they've, they take their jobs pretty seriously. Like, 70% of bud tenders told us they want a career in cannabis. Like, I think that is really amazing understanding retail's only been around for a couple of years to see what, you know, the job market's going to look like for cannabis and for sales reps and for all these amazing roles that could be a great next step for a bud tender. Um, so that I think is kind of cool. I want to ask you a question because obviously it's about creating this community of and for and by bud tenders and sort of like, do they feel... Um, a kinship between and among stores, like either within a neighborhood or as a sort of important frontline sort of, you know, the, the face of cannabis to many, many people. Like, is there sort of this camaraderie as you're talking about among and between bud tenders as they sort of head out into the world? Yeah, that's really, so it's really interesting. So we definitely asked if they were interested in engaging with other bud tenders. 80% told us they were, which I think is a huge number. Um, of people, we didn't specifically ask about camaraderie with other um, with other retailers, but in some of the free form questions and answers, um, people were telling us that they did feel in some saturated markets that there was competitiveness yeah. versus sort of an industry, um, you know, togetherness, which you understand, right? Depending on where you're working and your loyalty towards um, towards that retailer. So that's an interesting question, Jay. There's there's kind of a mix of both there. I'm sure there is. And I know that my, specifically, my specific neck of the woods in downtown Toronto, there are lots of bud tenders milling about because there's lots of stores. And I also know that they 
are very good at, uh, at my neighborhood, at least, integrating into the fabric of the neighborhood, right? Other, mm -hmm. you know, my barber and the, the corner stores, like they actually, they've done their work to like make their way into the other sort of supporting uh, network of stores. It's quite an interesting thing. And I wonder, like thinking about where we were years ago, so pre-2018, and maybe most of 2018, certainly here in Ontario, like there was always talk that this part of the sector, the bud tenders are critically important, but it's almost like that's been proven true, but also like on steroids, like it is like the critical gap between brands and consumers is that frontline bud tender. Yep, a hundred percent. And they were kind of forgotten in some ways along the way with a lot of the industry events that have been developed. It's neat to see some of the conferences now opening up, like we know Ocanabiz is doing free tickets for retailers on one of the days and Lyft is doing some stuff for bud tenders. And so that's, that's awesome because, you know, um, it is a challenge. Like if you're a small retailer. How many employees do you have? How many can you send to some career development right. opportunity all in one day, probably on a Saturday uh, on your busiest day of the week? So yeah, it's really not without its challenges. Um, but they're even like parties and events. You look at other industries like bartenders, you know, they have huge following. They can really drive sales depending on where they're working with their persona and their flair right. and all they have going on. They have an opportunity to impact their own income in a really big way. Um, and so they're just, there's that gap for bud tenders. Meanwhile, it's definitely not a traditional retail job where you're going in without passion problem. I don't know about you. I, did you ever work in retail? Like, yes. <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> Did you care? Like, you know, like these people care, like in other industries, you're not, you go to the mall, you're not seeing that same kind of passion from just a general retail no. worker. It's a totally yeah. different environment. They love the product, love the consumers, love the environment. It's really, and they like, I think many really like the education process, right? They are, they are subject matter experts with consumers in real time. Um, as we, as this runs, we will post how to get in touch with you on the 9th, which is, this is this is Tuesday, so it's tomorrow, and we will we will post. If you do this, you can point to where the information is going to be. It's very YouTube-ish, so we'll do that. It's down, yeah, it's down below. Uh, that's where all the information is uh, about Katie, about Tether, about their Bud Tender Appreciation Week, which is coming up March 21st through the 25th, if I'm not right. wrong. And there'll, yeah. there'll be more information there. I encourage folks to get in touch with with Katie and her team and uh, about Bud Tender Appreciation Week, about the work they're doing with Tether. Thank you, Katie, for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you for lunch in Oakville soon. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. That was episode 23 of the Cannabis Daily Show. Thank you for joining us here today. And this was episode 400 of BOC Live. So we're proud of that milestone. Now on to 800. We will see you tomorrow.